Hello and welcome back to the Pretty Little Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Caroline. And today we are recapping season three, episode 14 of Pretty Little Liars, titled She's Better Now. Oh, how could I forget? How could we forget our big... We always do this. We'll always like make a big deal about what the episode name is in the and then we completely wipe it from our memory seriously i do think that i just compartmentalize our conversations between when i well they are so dark when we have exactly with you when we have them and then when i go to edit because i was like thinking surely i'll remember how far we got in the gossip girl episode and then i could not remember one thing that we talked about no not one and i had to i listened to our whole well i stopped at the advice part but our patreon podcast episode which actually is quite funny thank you um, a lot of editing went into, the, <laughs> went into I, it <laughs> yeah i could tell but i liked i actually giggled i liked it um and that well sh- we should announce maybe so starting next month on our patreon we are going to change it up a bit so if you are on tier one which is our passenger princesses and that's three dollars a month you get a podcast every month um on top of like just our normal episodes. And then if you are tier two, you get two episodes. That doesn't change for you. And then tier three gets three. So um, if you want the recap episodes, that's always going to be like a tier three thing. But yeah, so we're going to open that up a little bit. So hopefully if you guys are interested in joining, you can. Um, So we saw the Barbie movie twice since it's been out. It's been out for... 86 like, <laughs> I don't want to do math but like math. it's been out for a few days but not, not a week so no um it's m- Monday so it's been out for three nights four nights and kind of how I look at my life at this point is like before me seeing that movie and after oh my god I feel that way about a lot of Greta, like every Greta Gerwig movie I is know. like it just kind of changes the way that I like am walking through the world and I'm like, we should just be more gentle with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a formative movie yeah. for me. It's like a, it, it's like a sacred text. It bothers me when stuff like this happens. When it's like to me it's so clear the importance. Yeah. And then you have not to like group everybody together, but a lot of men who just like because it's the Barbie movie, they're never gonna see it. Yeah. And even the ones that are seeing it, they're not letting it sink in no they've already discounted it before they've even gone in and here's what i want to say if you're a man and you don't want to see the barbie movie or you go and you think it's stupid and it's a man hating whatever or if you just think it's not for you and you're just gonna think anything like that you're fragile you're too fragile you're actually too weak Okay, you're not a strong man. And if you're a girl that thinks that, then you're a fucking pick me bitch. Okay. (laughs) And I mean that and I'm saying it with my chest Mm -hmm. and I'm saying it with my chest. I was ready to go to war today at work. I was like, if I get on a call today and somebody has one negative word to say about the Barbie movie, I'm signing off. Like you will hear me roar and then you will hear me log off. Won't be there anymore. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, there, I had no room for it. And luckily there was no negative feedback. There are some people that were like noticeably silent during the conversation. Um, noticeably silent, but not exactly flying under the radar for some of us. But most people liked it. Um, I haven't really come into contact with anyone who didn't like it except for, I guess, Maddie. Yeah. And she told, we haven't like really discussed it because I get 
annoyed, but she said that I think that she thought that I don't maybe she didn't see the trailer. Maybe she doesn't know anything about Greta Gerwig, but she was like such a Barbie stan when she was a kid and she watched all of those Barbie movies. Yeah. So I think that she thought it was just going to be like a Barbie movie. And I think, yeah, there are a lot of well, because I will say the trailer does not give the plot away. It is not clear. We know she like goes to the real world, but genuinely going into the movie, I was like, I have no clue what it's about, like what the plot is. It could be stupid and campy. But then I saw that Greta Gerwig was directing it. So I was like, oh, my God, this is going to mean something to me. Mm -hmm. Like not only is it going to be beautiful to look at, but it's going to mean something to me. And I think what it is and you kind of maybe talked about this, that there's like a renaissance of girlhood like going on where I feel like we just want to be allowed to like like our silly little things Mm -hmm. and it's the summer of the eras tour and this and also someone mentioned on the thing that we put on our story that love on tour ended this weekend Mm -hmm. at some point and that's been a tour that's been going i mean two and a half years like he there's not he has been touring nonstop. which is insane and he really has and i'm not like a harry styles stan i'm a fan Mm -hmm. i went to two shows on the tour I really love his music and I loved One Direction. But what I will say as someone who doesn't feel necessarily in the stanhood necessarily, looking at the community that he created at the shows that I went to and then also online, those are really special shows. Mm-hmm. And he put out this video that I guess the entire tour he had been, he had filmers like out on people who were camping out Aww. and talking. And it's just like these girls, like it starts with these two girls like coloring in chalk as they're like waiting mm-hmm. to get into the pit. And they're talking about how they skipped anthropology. Like this one girl skipped her last anthropology class. And the other one's like, Harry Styles is more important than anthropology, girl. Don't worry about it. And it's just like them all. They all there was this dance that everybody did during one part of the song. And at one point he learned how to do it. And he like surprised. But like one random girl did it at one show. Mm -hmm. And then it became this this whole thing where like, yeah, I know that we credit Taylor Swift with the dressing up at concerts. Mm -hmm. But I think it did start with Harry Styles. Harry Styles was the first concert I ever went to. Where people were like, what are you wearing to the Harry Styles yeah, concert? Yeah. And I think that Taylor Swift is kind of piggybacked. She didn't mean to. And it's different. People are like really mm-hmm. getting niche. But I think it's the same vibe of just like girls that are allowed to be so excited. Yes. About this thing that they love. Right. And, and, it's, it, and it's beautiful. Like, it is. And it's just girls are like always taught to just be smaller. And there's a line in the Barbie movie. And it's like. Uh, I'm so sick of seeing girls like twisting themselves and not trying to be likable or whatever Mm -hmm. or trying to like be palatable. And it's so true. And I think that's something that like all of us can kind of relate to. And it's like we just want to like like things. And for so long it was like if you like something too much or too loud, then that was like people were going to make fun of you like mm-hmm. because they could because it was easy because boys could say you're such a girl like that's so gr-, you know and it became like this bad word like all these girls want like that's where pick me's basically came from like i'm not like other girls like and i feel like tiktok's kind of doing this too i think where we're realizing like what the fuck are we doing there's like, something this girls like, hating other girls thing there it like being a girl is so special yeah let's just like celebrate it together and when you see a girl who's like 
being a girl like when i see like a girl who's filming a get ready with me and it has nine likes on tiktok you better fucking believe i'm mm-hmm. commenting and saying oh my god you look beautiful yeah. like and i'm not the only one who's doing that mm-hmm. and or that's what's so like going to the comments sometimes it's like i don't know i see a lot of positive comments outweighing the negative ones on people's stuff i mean i also see a lot of negative ones on a lot of stuff too but like it makes me feel like we can have pretty girls and smart girls and creative girls and all these and girls who don't feel like they belong and whatever. And they can all, instead of seeing each other as competition, see each other as like a team, a team. Yeah. And like, good for you. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to watch you on your journey. And like, I know you're cheering me on on mine. I don't know. Greta, the, you retweeted it, but I read the interview with Greta Gerwig where she talked about, girlhood and like she just has this interest in women and I'll like read that one yeah she says something about how like there's something aching yes about that's it. the exact thing i'm thinking of because that is what it's an ache when i watch her movies i feel an ache and phoebe and i have been having a lot of off the record convos about just like growing up and we're all like our whole family um is kind of in like a new spot. season of life like yeah phoebe just graduated college lily just graduated high school my mom is about to, and dad are about to be like empty nesters for the first yeah. time. I just got married. Like there are a lot of new chapters that are beginning and chapters that are closing. And we've all been feeling kind of like nostalgic, but like in a sad way. Achy way. Achy like, way. Exactly and what yeah. she says in the Barbie movie. So she said, we have, I step back and I think, oh, you continue to be interested in women. This is something you're fascinated by that ache of contradictions of never being able to totally bridge that gap between adulthood and childhood is present in this movie too. It's this overflowing sense of joy. And then it's also, I can never get back there. I and know. that is what it is. I it's know. the never grow up. Like, and I, that's like, what it is. And it's, it's so, I think it is specific to women because I, th- not that men don't have to give stuff up as they grow up, but I think that women find themselves tying themselves into knots mm-hmm. and having to sacrifice pieces of themselves that makes it harder mm-hmm. to grow like when i think about my mom like she went right into marriage after yeah. she graduated college and like i don't think she would look at it as giving up a time of her but like she had to make a decision mm-hmm. of whether she was going to start maturing at that rate or if she was going to take another like yeah I don't know. It really has been wrecking me. And also just like a yearning for yes. childhood. And uh, this isn't necessarily with the with the women piece, but like Noah Khan's album and like just those feelings mm-hmm. of like feeling stuck. And then also so f- like, especially being in your hometown, it's yeah. like, I feel so stuck here, but also it's not what I remember mm-hmm. and like, I'm still, I'm in the place that right. I'm yearning for. Right. But, but it's, it's not, it's not, and it's never going to yeah. be that again. Yeah. And Sorry, that guys, is, we're getting like, I know we're well, not we've being been, like, like really, really like, feeling funny, that funny, hard. Funny. <laughs> and the movie is very much that like, and it, it's just so beautiful. It's so good. You guys, and it's so <sighs> fucking funny. The like, movie is what I would call 
my favorite Sublime. movie ever. Sublime. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, and I love, I love this idea that I put in my own head, which is that he came up with a different Wait, word every time and did it. That's what Dan and I were talking about the day. Cause I was like, <laughs> I want every outtake. I want, Ryan I want to see going yes. insane. I mean, there's nothing funnier than no. Sublime, but thinking Sublime. of Ryan Gosling I going know. back there and being like, I got it. It's well, fun. and I'm also like, I'm loving watching his interviews too, because he's so sweet. And the fact that he's Did a you girl hear dad. The one where he, he watched America Ferreira's TED Talk, and like <laughs> he's talking about, he's answering a question that somebody asked, and America Ferreira is next to him. And he's like, well, I mean, it's kind of like what you said in your TED Talk. And she's like, wait, you watched my TED Talk? He's like, I love your TED Talk. <laughs> and he's like, when you say, and he like literally quotes it. And she's like, oh my God. And he's like, yeah, I watch it all the time. And it was like, he wasn't, fuck, he wasn't like fucking around. And he is the definite, like. Like he knew who, he had a specific who, thing to pull out, but he hadn't told her that before. How sweet is that? Like he just like, kept it to himself, but then it applied. Who can becomes yes, is, is, is Ryan Gosling. Ryan, yeah. And it's like. And Ryan Gosling is like the more evolved version of that too. But it's like, he is non-threatening man at energy, mm -hmm. you know, which is how Ken starts and ends, I think. And like, then he like gets the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't understand how people don't. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. To if me, you didn't like get it, you so should probably just go see it again. You should probably like go back to high school. Yeah. And like take a couple English classes. It's just brilliant. It was brilliant. My only complaint was that I was too short for me. I agree. I wanted more. People who are going into the movie thinking it's like this feminist, and it is, but to me, the more like moving parts and the more important parts of the movie are just the part, like the the mother daughter yeah. relationship that comes out of it, and the, that's really the, the yeah. tenderness of life, not just girlhood, not just manhood, but mm -hmm. just like, and that's what Greta Gerwig is so good at capturing like mm -hmm. the driving montage and ladybird like that that would be boring if anybody else had yeah. done it but she figured out a way to make it this heart-wrenching mm -hmm. moment of the movie and it's like these ordinary moments that people yeah. can really it's honestly to. like what taylor swift can do of like mm -hmm. she hyper specific things that are universal and make <laughs> like things that you don't think anybody else is experiencing yeah. because no one else is talking about it but totally um yeah loved it Whew. anyway it was it was literally everything i dreamt it would be it was i had hyped it up so much you guys like and it lived up there was a lot of room for disappointment but there wasn't and then we saw oppenheimer and i will say if you're gonna do it in one day you need to see oppenheimer first yeah i agree because i was spent once we got to oppenheimer i was like i mean it's over three hours long it is a long fucking movie. It's really long and it is dry. It's beautiful. The acting it's is dense. great. Like you have to be paying attention. Like, and also like you probably need to like read a fucking U.S. history book before you yeah, go maybe in. Maybe if you could go repeat 10th grade history class and before then you see, see the movie. Be because that is they do expect you to just know no. a lot. Like I left the movie and I had to like Google so much and maybe that's just us. But I don't think no, so. No it's not because I was talking to Sarah about it and she was like I liked it. And she said it in a great way. And I think I said this to Dan when we left. I was like, I know that I like know what happened. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I couldn't explain what that movie was about to anybody else. No, but what I thought was so interesting. We talked about this was the end of the movie. Like this whole thing with Robert Downey Jr.'s yes. character was excellent. And like, it was like, 
I needed more of that. Like the drama. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> but also yeah. like the end of the, the very end of the movie where he. Well, I also I saw a side by side today of, sorry spoilers, spoilers. It is history, but just I guess it is history. Did happen, and you should know what happened. Just like we did. Just like we did. Um, and that includes names and acronyms. Yeah. Oh yeah. You better believe that means acronyms. Okay. <laughs> I. You might as well just Google acronyms and read every single one that comes up on wikipedia and do flashcards before you go otherwise what's the point you might as well actually google top 50 white brunette actors in america because that's a christopher nolan iron and then and then print out their pictures and study them but with their name their history name yeah with their name because um that was one of my complaints about the movie i didn't know who anybody was no i was like that's josh peck exactly <laughs> i was like that's will stronghold from sky high yes here's what i want to say about this though like i feel like we could have saved we could have done a little bit of penny pinching in that area we had like so many well-known actors in that movie that were so underutilized i agree i'm also and everybody was in makeup it's like hire someone that looks like him dude if you're gonna like it was like I'm sorry, the secondary characters don't need to be we, uh, in maybe 10 hours also, of makeup. We don't need them. No. Because no, I, no. guys, it's called being concise. Christopher, Christopher Nolan, if you're going to assume that we know the middle name of every person who made the atomic bomb, then you can also assume that we know that they did all the math to make it. We don't need to watch them have class. No. Every single class session no. that they had where they're like fucking up and then getting it right and all yeah. this. Stuff. I don't need to see the fight between him and his neighbor professor who basically doesn't even come back in the end i do i know i don't need to see that and then honestly there were a lot of characters that were just like like rami malik popping up at the end i was like what the fuck like he had a great role but he was on the screen for 15 minutes we could have instead of dealing with all the classroom stuff we could have understood who rami malik was yeah and then because we be, don't literally do not because see his him. monologue at Unless the end I missed it that is like a climactic part of the movie where yes, he just like completely is. shit talks it is Strauss. excellent yeah and then but the best part of the movie is the end when we see the conversation that Noel, or I was almost called Nolan Oppenheimer had with Einstein. Literally, mm. the, he was the only, I was literally like, oh my God, finally someone I know. <laughs> I know. I also was like, wait, he was alive? <laughs> I literally, up until Friday, believe that Albert Einstein was like, we also <laughs> from like 1200 BC or something. We I don't know. We also missed an end credit what? scene. There's oh. an end credit scene. Oh my, I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. That's how I know it was made by a man. That is so fucking rude. You made us sit through three and a half hours of text of that, of, of just men. <laughs> and then you're going to make us sit through your whole fucking credits of your 8,000 men you cast in the fucking movie for an end credit. Oh yeah, my. Here's what, it, here's what it was. Audacity. All I'll say is I don't. I'm making up the timeline right now. I have no idea when this happened. Okay. I couldn't, like Caroline, I also didn't know when Albert Einstein lived or died. So that definitely means I don't know when E equals MC squared fucking happened. He just seemed like, I just felt like. And so, whatever he figured out. We're not alone. Jenny Slate's grandmother literally thought he was still alive. That's, no, but I didn't. No, I know, but like anybody could know anything. And anybody could not know anything. Exactly. But. I just felt like the things that he figured out, whatever those things were, <laughs> we knew about before then. <laughs> well, I think this was the point because there's a part where Oppenheimer's like Einstein's done like discovering stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And he's certainly old. The end credit scene is Einstein sitting at his kitchen table figuring out E equals MC squared. Um, and ever the video I saw of it, everybody like gasped in the theater. I'm like, come down. We all heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> the, he didn't just come up with that. No, no, <laughs> this no, isn't no. Live. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is everyone's like, yeah. It's like, hey, this isn't live. Oh my god, I would have loved the few stages to tell them that. What guys? <laughs> seriously? Am I the only one who What the fuck? Okay, that happened a long time ago. This whole movie happened a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> notice none of them had cell phones <laughs> yeah. i also think emily blunt was underutilized i agree except in she her, came in the end she again, also made the movie that's the thing in the end we had these like okay also i don't even know if we needed florence Pugh that much i know like trinity we did i guess because that was what he named yeah but, but i agree and all, we here's what we certainly didn't need her, her to be fucking naked her boobs were were what was on screen more than her face <laughs> in the whole movie i literally was like why was she dead on top of him having sex with him staring at emily blunt's eyes naked why was he naked also hey quick cue we've had 50 million sex scenes where women haven't had to have their boobs out literally and it's been fine we've understood <laughs> what's happening so this didn't, why is she, yeah did you need it to be rated r and this is the only way you're gonna get there literally. like i'm confused no i know it was and florence Pugh. not that i would ever i'm not shaming i'm just saying were you not like is this necessary <laughs> i i know well i would have felt like that kind of i was like oh, are you sure like i know it's really you like me sitting up so they're like <laughs> out i know Christopher Nolan's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, um, precisely. <laughs> but um, uh, here's what I liked about Oppenheimer. The scene where Emily Blunt refuses to shake that man's hand. I loved, loved that but, one. But hey, here's, here's how I know Emily Blunt's perfect and was that scene's great because I don't know who that man was or why she didn't shake his hand. I do. Which one was he? It was that guy who had the accent and he was like the really smart one, but then he ultimately said that he couldn't Oh, they got in a fight, like, outside of the... And yeah. he had to ask him to stay, and he, like, didn't want to, right? No, he, like, had the thick eyebrows. I know what he looks like. Okay, <laughs> and he, I think... Oh, I don't remember. Maybe he was... He wasn't Russian. But anyway, he had a thick accent, and then he was, like, in the hearing or whatever, and they were like, will you basically... I think it was, like, will you be, like, a character witness for him or something like, something like that. Mm. And he was like, I can't do that. And then he left and he was like, I'm sorry. Good luck to him and left. Oh, okay. And so like he didn't have his back and that's why she didn't. Do I it. see. I see. So like that scene is great. But then. But I wanted to know more about her. I was like, this woman is sad. What the is going on? The only thing that we knew about her in the entire movie is that she kids. And that she was an alcoholic. Yeah. But every, also like they didn't even really elaborate. I was like, every fucking scene, it's like, oh, she's drinking. She's, oh, she's wasted. She's on the bottle. Oh my God. But it was God. like, but it was like <laughs> she really? dropped her purse and there was a flask Yeah, in there. but it like, what I was like, are we going to like say they never like say anything about it. And so like it didn't, you didn't need to be like, we could have probably uh, once again, Christopher Nolan, you are expecting the audience to know everything. Like, I want to know what happened want with to. her. And like there, she, why did she become like that? And yeah. like what was going on in probably her because life? Because her husband is the father of the atomic bomb and was cheating on her with a 20 year old. Yeah. And it was woman. like her, fourth marriage or something but i did the last scene after he talks to einstein and he just stands there and he's like seeing the bombs go off in his head that 
scene and then i saw someone do a side-by-side of that and him like looking over the pond in the first scene of the movie where he's looking at the puddle and two raindrops happen and create the exact same waves that the bombs created oh that's cool that was pretty einstein basically was like i think einstein knew what oppenheimer was gonna like I, i think he knew that once enough people knew about the atomic bomb it was gonna be out of oppenheimer's hands Because he, Oppenheimer went up to Einstein and was like, hey, like, remember that thing I told you we might be able to do to, like, create the most deadly bomb in the world? So I think that that's going to (laughs) work. And that's why I'm here. And I think Einstein was like, it's kind of like Pandora's box. I also thought the Prometheus thing that they did at the beginning, I thought that was sick. I thought that was so cool the way that they talked about that. And then, like, he's kind of like our Prometheus. Wait, what? Because for me, is, I might be saying his name wrong. He's the guy who Zeus gave, or he like created oh. fire on earth. And so he is like going to be punished eternally for mm. it. And that's like what Oppenheimer did. Yes. And so I think Einstein says, he doesn't bring that up, but he says something like that. Mm. Like it's, uh, it's, you've, it's out of your hands now and you have, history will decide how you remembered. And right now they might not like you, they might hate you, but eventually they'll, yeah. Be singing your praises. And that's when we get the like flash yeah. forwards to him. I think he got he some got complete, sort of prize. Yeah, he did. But I'm also like, I don't know where I land on Oppenheimer. I like part of me is like, oh, this is what happens when you let nerds do whatever the fuck they want with as many resources yeah, as they want. Yeah, we do. G- I'm going to say something. We do give nerds a lot of leeway. Just because they're smart. We're like, oh, you're trust. Wh- I'm sorry. Just because they're smart. Hey, actually, the worst criminals are usually like geniuses. Hey, ever heard of a mad scientist? Ever. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I sure have. Albert Einstein. Okay. <laughs> but here's what I want to say. Like, just because you are smart doesn't mean that you are going to do the right thing with that information. But what I also want to say is like, I'm kind of confused because like we, it was a race to figure it out. If we hadn't figured it out. Someone else would have. I do agree with that. And like, and I also read that in the town, even though they, first of all, they had to like evacuate a ton of people, but they only evacuated so many people out of that radius. And before they let off the test, they didn't tell the surrounding towns and the radiation affected them. Yeah. So it's like, we just, that's the other thing. I'm like, how is there anywhere that we can just set off an atomic bomb? Um, there isn't like how do you just test one of those america is icarus <laughs> uh, for no for real no for real anyway um so those are the movies that we saw i really want to see theater camp when is it gonna be I in normal theaters this week. wait where it's in theaters in nashville we have like an independent theater this is annoying i need to see it i know okay anyway all right well do we, we do live stream it <laughs> yeah do you mind literally arrested. live streaming it that'd be fucking great Okay, we have a few things to discuss. Somebody asked, will dad come on the podcast? Should we call him? No. <laughs> no, because we're, no, we're in, we're in a time crunch. But probably not. Yeah. Have you guys, like, been hearing about the same Chris <laughs> Connell that we know? He, the interest he would have in doing that is quite minimal, We'd I would have say. to talk, honestly, we could bring him on to talk about Oppenheimer. <laughs> Literally, we could, he could do a special episode where he just explains Because Lily and I went, like, when we got home from everything we like started talking mm-hmm. ab- about it and dad was like well when i went to truman's house he like like i was like, right okay, of well, course dad just <laughs> okay in the future don't say it like when i went like he's your buddy yeah 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 um you can say like when i visited 
I mean, it probably has a name like fucking Monticello does. But anyway. <laughs> Whatever the hell it is they do in Monticello. That's what Lily has our house I know, named I saw. as on Find My Friends. Find My Friends, yeah. Um, so anyway, just like kind of doubt it. But I'm wondering, should we for like every new season of Vanderpump, should we have mom like do a little Bravo special app? Yeah, I think that would be good. Just to get everybody excited. Because yeah. I know I am excited. Um, I watched, finished Never Have I Ever, loved it. Finished what's come out so far this summer, I Turned Pretty. Loved it. Have you watched yet? Mm-mm. You need to watch it. Yeah. This is so dumb. Just download some episodes so that you can watch it on the plane. No, I know, no, no. I just haven't. I really have only watched, like, the amount of TV I've watched this weekend after, of course, the eight hours of film that <laughs> yeah, we watched yeah, this yeah. weekend. I watched, film. like, ten minutes of Vanderpump this weekend. Mm, okay. So I haven't been consuming a lot of television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. You're limiting your screen time. Stop no, rubbing it in. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, that, that, I didn't say <laughs> that. I didn't say that. Have you read any books? I'm currently reading Beautiful World, Beautiful World, Where Are You? by Sally Rooney. And I'm also reading Cannery Row. But I needed something with a little levity to it. I'm only reading it because I'm trying to, like, balance. I'm trying to do, like... Because I did, I wasn't an English major. So mm-hmm. there are books out there that I need to read. And I love John Steinbeck. Maybe I should make you a reading list. That would be good. East of Eden's on my list, but it's just like a little daunting because it's so big. But I, there are so many quotes that I love from it and I haven't read it. Mm-hmm. So I like, I love, um, now that you're not trying to be perfect, maybe you can try to be good. Oh, wow. I don't think I've read that book. <laughs> wow. And I'm probably not going to um so i just i try to balance but i I decided i'm done reading anything i don't want to read that's fair (laughs) i just need to be a little more well read okay you know what i mean well i mean and i romance i I romanticize being an intellectual you know what i mean because you're aria at your core no because i'm not you know what i mean no i yearn Mm, to be phoebe (laughs) what no you are because so she yearns to be as well believe me she the best book she's read is The Great Gatsby. <laughs> like, she's 16. That's fair. It's fair. She's not deep. I don't know. It's just, like, when I... I, wa- I just want to be Kat Cullen. Okay. Honestly. Because she balances it all. Yeah, no, she does. She, she, she's funny. Wild. Wild. And beautiful. Also so so smart. smart. Fashionable. Like, she... And, like, I her friendship with Pat... Good like, writer. Like, her, their friendship is, like perfect but i'm mm-hmm. also like what do you guys a- like actually talk about oh my <laughs> Other god than boy i think fucking dating and i think that's all they talk about i think what <laughs> we hear is what they talk about when we don't hear them too because do you guys ever wonder that about us because actually not. carolina and i don't talk outside of the pod we don't we save it all we save up all our words for this time because otherwise like i mean what would we have to say honestly um but yeah i'm trying to be like her like i want to be able to like quote tender as the night and mm-hmm. also be the funniest person alive yeah that's kind of also how I feel about Mindy Kaling. Which, like, have you read her books? Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. You need to. Um, wait, there was one more thing on here. Oh, birds and bees. But not like the sex <laughs> talk way. Mom wanted us to discuss the bird on our porch and also the bees from the sunflower field. Uh. So this weekend, we went to a sunflower field. We were living our like Tumblr and tr- Insta girl lives. And... One thing we I don't think any of us really accounted for, and I am blaming Phoebe for this because of her name. Um, <laughs> That's so fucked up. Listen, if there were a bunch of geese there, you would have been like, Caroline, you could have warned a bitch. Um, Squamby. What? <laughs> <laughs> Squam. 
there were fucking bees everywhere, you guys. Like, we're trying to pick sunflowers, and I'm telling you, like, it was, like, inevitable that we'd get stung, I felt like. I felt like I was walking into the lion's den, if you and will. And let me just say, though, none of us did get stung. No. But, and we were, like, I mean, especially me, I was, like, fighting through these sunflowers. I was really scared for my life. Me too, but I was like, wait, but they're not doing anything. I know. And then my mom was like, you just have to like... You just have to say, scramby. <laughs> scramby. You need to just knock them off. And I'm like, okay, make them angry. You mean make them angry? And <laughs> That's then Lily, historically not what Lily being like, no, guys, we this really is like... I love the bees. Like, I was like, okay, eat one then, bitch. Put one <laughs> on your finger, give it a kiss. Know, if you she, love them she's so like, much. This is their home. They're doing their job. She's like, this is their home, you know? I'm like, are you saying about fucking sharks too? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Humans rule the world. <laughs> just kidding. I just saw Oppenheimer. This is, this is my villain origin story is the bees and the fucking sunflowers. Something I've dreamt about doing my whole life and I find out it's dangerous. I find out I'm in harm's way. I do like that we're like, oh, it's so dangerous. Everyone was fine. I don't think we got, we heard one person get stung while we were no, there. No, but I was thinking about getting stung and about ticks because we're also like I was fighting through also this foliage. And I was like, I, w- I didn't even like, you know, I wasn't. I was not dressed for the occasion, we we learned. My dress, um, it was also very humid, very hot. I sweat through my dress. It was gorgeous. Um, <laughs> but, like, we were also getting pictures taken here. So we wanted to, like, look cute. But then we literally were, like, hiking. Phoebe turns around and goes, I didn't know we were hiking today. <laughs> and that is what it was. Yeah. I should have worn my hokas. Literally. I should have worn cleats I to know. dig into the dirt. Mom was like, make sure we all look. Like, I, I was like, Mom, what are you wearing? And I was, like, in jeans. And then she was like, a blue dress. And I was like. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, we're like going to do an outdoorsy thing, kind of. And I mean, I didn't realize just how outdoorsy it would be, and and that really solidified for me. I'm not a nature girl. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can handle like a walk. <laughs> I can handle a walk in the suburbs, in the urban suburban. <laughs> yeah, or on a trail that's been cleared for me already. Mm-hmm. It's also paved on a on a good temperature day. Mm-hmm. That matters, of course. Um, and not crowded definitely not in a crowded time i also need to make sure that like you it know it's fits like, seamlessly into my day with little to no effort you know what's hell on earth what? and what's giving me like myrtle beach vibes these days the market in charleston yeah it's been that way i know but it's like i i've especially been noticing recently well they're really big on batch parties now down there which is which i saw a really tough tough to swallow bachelorette party really? when I was down there. I was like the bride was <laughs> I'm being such a bitch. The br- you know when you just like look at a group of people and you know that they're just like not Miserable. cool. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and you know like I don't know they were all in matching. <laughs> it's sort of how people look at you. Phoebe. They were in matching t-shirts of course but they were like burgundy like like called charleston burgundy with like the gold no 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 writing no. and v-necks and the mom was there and, and like so they're they were, they're ladies cut yeah so they're all in those and then they're just like regular like old navy shorts sneakers which is like fine but i just feel like for your bachelorette party it's like a different vibe and the bride is in a white one of course and still the gold writing and they she had like a slicked back tight ponytail no, no. so like it's like, hey, girl, I know that you're like tourists in the city and that's what you're, dr- you guys look like tourists and that's what you're dressing for. But this is your bachelorette party. Guys, I want to say something. If any of you have a bachelorette party coming up in Charleston, especially, but or anywhere, 
and you're like helping plan it. You're planning your outfits. Maybe you're the bride. Message us. Message yeah. me. Yeah. And we will, I will help you, you because we'll make you Pinterest boards. We went to for $5. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Nashville for my bachelorette party and like it had the potential to be so cheesy, chewy, cringy, cheesy, cozy, but it was not because oh, right. <laughs> I forgot that Amber says cozy. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking bitch. <laughs> um, but it wasn't because we just didn't do it that way. So it's possible just not do it that way. I just think that we have so much at our fingertips that you can, regardless of who you are at your core, you can make queer eyes the perfect example of this. Anybody, if they put thought into their look or not that you need to. I'm just <laughs> and by the way, what we're wearing right now <laughs> like i feel like we sound like well feet mostly phoebe sounds really mean right now um people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones i'm just gonna say that about me and phoebe right now i have freaking bulletproof glass on my house <laughs> i bet i bet <laughs> anyway so i just am saying like i just like you are gonna want the, like you i don't know wait but so what i'm saying for the bachelorette thing what if you need to get more specific? Okay. Google a theme. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's try martinis and bikinis. Okay. And then if you have friends that are like going to be really into wearing a bikini, tell them all to wear a bikini, whatever. And then put that into your Pinterest and see what comes up. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You're going to get a whole new slew of ideas and that are actually unique and cool with Etsy links. And then you can do like, my friend did this and she did like button downs and different colors that the girls could just like leave open to wear over their bikinis. So and then the girls will wear that again, you know? Yeah. And like everyone will feel, you don't have to worry as much about size, like, and what everybody will look like. They'll feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then if your friends are not the type that are going to want to wear a bikini, but you still want to do this, you could get the most fun like beach shirts that are like long and they have like the bikini on them and you can have like a funny thing with that like mm -hmm. and that's cute and fun and funny yeah. and it's not like exactly whatever. i think that like just get a little more specific with your searches and there are a lot of not that you need to pay these companies i just mean you can look on their instagram there's so many companies that plan bachelorette parties now we got a lot of ideas for just go rip it off yeah we were like oh like they put cowboy hats on little tito's bottles right like that was cute let's do it mm -hmm. exactly yeah anyway, anyway i don't so, know why yeah i saw that bachelorette party and then like nobody knows which direction they need to actually make those streets and i know that it would be i know they can't but like they just shouldn't there should not be traffic on those streets no i know especially going between because no the people in the market who've never been there think that they can just i know it's really dangerous i think they're probably gonna have to change it soon yeah but anyway it's giving it's it's not giving Charleston glam. No, it's not. But I don't know how we started talking about it, but I do think we need to merge into our rotations. All right. So I'm dream. So I'm going to go first. Okay. Okay, guys, my dream rotation will not shock you. We are starting off strong with Greta Gerwig, who literally I has been in one our rotations before. Oh, yeah. I would literally <laughs> want original. to just like record every single thing that she said during that rotation and just keep it for me because I feel like she would just have the most prolific things to say, but also funny, but like in a smart way. And she like wouldn't speak just because she felt like she wanted to like take up space. You know, she'd really like think. Anyway, her and then Issa Rae, who is the most beautiful woman on earth besides Margot Robbie. Her smile, like 
I, and funny. She, I know. I, when she comes out, she goes, and she says, because they're dream houses, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like beeped out. I loved it. I love, love, love. Or she the plays the when, president. When, um, Wait, where, where when one of the Barbies goes, come on, the president's here. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> or when um, Will Ferrell says, you can just call me mother. And she <laughs> says, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I I'm love good. it. It's so, it's so good. And then also Ryan Gosling. I love him he has maintained his position as a heartthrob in my life like forever. i'm glad we're both in this club because when there were doubters when he was announced as ken there were and i will say it's like jarring to see him with the spray tan and the bleached hair and the like a little bit of eyeliner and stuff in pictures but when you within the context of the movie like everyone has it because like that's what the dolls looks like and it's not yeah but i think he looks sexy right now in real life with the way that he's mm-hmm. showing up in these interviews and His stuff. suits. Woo, so good. The it's hair, honestly, the like sandy blonde. It's such a shame that he, that this promo tour had to be cut short. I know. I and you know. know that they had like insane outfits ready for every premiere. They had, apparently their marketing budget was more expensive than their movie budget. It was and like they already made back their entire movie budget in the first weekend. They're projected to make the billion dollar club for a global box office, which means that when, because Margot Robbie was like, I went into studios to sell this movie and I said, it's going to make you a billion dollars. And I might have been overselling it, but the movie had to get made. Yeah. And now she literally was not overselling it. Oh it's going to make God. a billion dollars. I mean, lit- literally, I am going to see it again. That is, without a doubt, I will see it in And I'm going to weep just as much. I think I weeped more the second time than I did the it's first just, time. Oh, yeah. Cause, well, I was weeping in anticipation, too, because I knew... The Some first montage got me more the second yeah. time around. Well, and me. also I've seen, well, cause, yeah, because you're looking a little differently. I've also seen so many girls talking about what the movies meant to them and what those moments made them think of and like yeah. whatever. And so I feel like I was carrying some of that with me into and my second with our feeling. mom the second time. Yeah. And it's, I saw a tweet that was like, um, you girls went into this movie thinking the movie was about them and it was about And it was mom. actually about their moms. Oh and it's God. just everybody... Your mom is just a girl. I know, I know, and it's oh, it's just and it's uh, there's also that quote going around that is like we were girls together of mm-hmm. like you, there because there's a park bench somewhere that some best friend dedicated to her childhood best friend. Oh, and it says we were girls together, and that's been like this big TikTok thing of like again. That's just I feel like everyone is gonna see the movie. The Renaissance we of were girls together. Of just like there's something really special about growing up with yeah. your girlfriends Mm -hmm. and like any age Mm -hmm. it was so cool seeing like oh my god women and they're pink with their girlfriends seeing this movie i went out into the lobby to like get something and i saw this group of older women all in pink trying to figure out like how to best take a selfie with the barbie thing in the back and i was like did you offer to take it for them I i was walking up to them to do it and this fucking okay man man but he was a movie theater worker so i would like to extend some respect i know it was a busy weekend for you but he did just like walk i was like and then by the time i like got past him they were already i they had already taken the picture but i was gonna offer to take a picture for them mm-hmm. but and then like all these little girls like i was like you know what that makes me think of i'm so sick of running as fast as i can yeah literally Wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man. That's literally... <laughs> That's literally what happened. I'm shocked that wasn't in the movie. You literally... I know. You would have literally gotten there quicker. If, if there was him. Because he, he got there quicker than yes, you. Yes. And there... I... 
<laughs> this is me being a bitch. I was like trying not to get annoyed with the little girls <laughs> in the movie. They theater. wouldn't shut the fuck up though. I was like, it, at, in the beginning, I was like, this is so, but you know what that age of, ch- this is just, this is just ch- children, not little girls. Penis game age. But like when they realize one thing got a laugh. So they just so they do it keep over and over it. and over again. And other kids start like riffing off of it. Yeah. And they like try to like say things for shock value. Yeah. I just kept trying to like remember what the movie's about. And I was like, this is going to be memory for them one day. I know. <laughs> I kept telling myself that too. And I think lots of people were telling themselves that. Yes. And I think that's why nobody like beat their asses. And then after America Ferreira's monologue, yes. someone went, hell yeah. yeah. And then our mom jumped up to clap. Oh, I know. It's so cute. It was so cute. It really like, I mean, it really impressed our mom, which is always like for me, it's like the litmus test. Yeah. Like, and mm. like hearing the moms with the little girls walk, because it was like a big group of little girls yeah. and all their moms. And the moms were like wiping tears away, walking out. And they're like, I did not know what that was going to be about. Uh, and it's like, that is like every that age Gerwig of mom, movie, that though, age of makes mom me feel like that when I leave. Seeing w- that movie with a little girl. I know. Like, I'm like, I decided my child will be collecting Barbies. Yeah. I don't care if they don't want to. No, here's the thing. After that movie, my child can have whatever they want. Yeah, no, true. (laughs) And so can I. And and mostly so can I (laughs) right now in my life because I'm a girl and I'm just going to enjoy being a girl. Thanks. Yeah. Let me. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Next. Anyway, speaking of thank you next, what's your nightmare rotation? Now, now that I've said thank you next, there are two people that I would like to put on there, but I'm not going to. You're you know not you going are. to. No, because I already them the like, space. I already like had my rotation. We um, didn't, by the way, talk about this on a normal episode, but we did mention the Ariana Grande Ethan Slater thing on the Patreon. What I'm not liking because that's when we found out is the stuff coming out about her being a homewrecker. Like, Dude, I she know. has a real history with breaking relationships. I know. Well, then I saw relationships up. someone tweeted like the tmz said actually it's not true and like they're devastated by this and dalton and ariana are not split up and ethan and his wife are like like his they're like devastated over it and that it's not true i hope that's the case i hope it's the case but i've only seen one thing that said it and i haven't seen anything else i do feel like we kind of took it and ran with it (laughs) i was like come on this can't no we did, but like, and it's only because it was so. I'm memeable. sorry when I saw that E News posted it. I was like, this must be true. Yeah, E News can tell me anything they want. I believe them. And people, I fucking believe them. them. Um, Vanity Fair, are you kidding? I believe you. Yeah, one thousand percent. All right, so my nightmare rotation starts with Doja Cat today, because I've just been seeing some interactions with her and her fans that have rubbed me the wrong way. She's a little bit out there now. Yeah, like. One Not of like the good out there. You know those speaking. like posters that people will like plaster on walls leading up to album releases in mm-hmm. different cities. Those were up for her album. And it's a thing that people tear them off the wall mm-hmm. to take them, to have them. Yeah. And she made a TikTok about how fucked up that is. What? And like we spent a lot of money to get those like Doja put Cat. up there and all this stuff. And I just want to say we also then have, on the other hand, not that she's perfect, but Lana Del Rey working at a Waffle House yeah. in Alabama. And this girl brought her, did you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard thing that she stole off the wall to Waffle House. And Lana Del Rey left the Waffle House to sign it in the parking lot. 
wow. and was like i can't believe you got this down how'd you even get it down <laughs> like just like obsessed with it also yeah. i was obsessed with this era of lana del rey i know i don't know did what's you see going the video on of her kneeling at the table singing amazing grace to an old man <laughs> no <laughs> and he he is like the old man is about to start weeping oh like, my god the, he because he starts singing and then oh, she no, starts no, singing no, no, stop. it's giving elvis and anytime i see an old man with like a mustache she <laughs> has elvis on the brain can um, i just say that and elvis has me on the brain because he's been showing up oh um and then also someone commented i didn't read the whole thread but basically like a fan was like i love you and i think she said something and then they're like do you love us too <laughs> and she was like i don't even know you how can i love you <laughs> And like it's just saying all this stuff about her fans, like how she doesn't owe you know them. Who that sounds like to me, Renee Rapp. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like but she's I saying all this her. stuff, and um, like the, I can't tell what's her, like I don't. I'm just not into it. I don't mm-hmm. like when sl- I am all for celebrities setting boundaries with their fans. It fake needs it. to happen. Fucking fake it. But is do my it opinion. respectfully. I mean, Harry Styles. Miranda Lambert. She's next. Uh. <laughs> She's next, bitch. She's fucking next. You're next. <laughs> She's also my re- I just say best for fucking last. I guess this is my only second, oh but my God. Still, <laughs> yeah. but she that video made me ill. Oh my, I thought that was the rudest fucking thing. And did you ever. see the video of her taking a beach ball and then and then holding up something sharp and stabbing it? <laughs> are you a fucking I second grade you, teacher? I did not. Are you a fucking second That's grade she's teacher? Like, though, that gave me those vibes when like getting in trouble in school from your elementary school teacher. And it's because you're element, or like even in high school, it's because the teacher knows you're cooler than they yes, were exactly. at that age. And I'm also like, hey Miranda, those girls were front fucking row at your concert. They obviously love you and your music, and they and they were taking a photo of themselves with you in the background because they, they love you so much, tickets. and they want to get a picture with you and with their friend and their making a memory at your concert and isn't that the fucking point and the, like i they were n- filming like the, like those people they were taking a they were then capturing you, a moment then you they were look, being girls you look exactly <laughs> and she's not a girl's girl hey miranda you are not a girl's girl a guy wore a shirt that said like take shots not selfies or something and there's a video of miranda like I, what does that shirt say i love that take shots and i'm like shut the fuck up the, like it's just this unappreciation and there are three examples of celebrities that are the opposite of this and it shows because their fans are much better. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen, he's mm-hmm. on his like freaking victory lap tour right now. And the amount of videos and pictures coming from this tour where like people are taking selfies with him and he'll like, they'll take one picture and put their phone down and he'll like come down and be like, take another one. And yeah. they'll take pictures together or like, he's like taking, like people buy him drinks and he'll mm-hmm. like take them from the crowd and drink with them or like he'll he like he took a guy's thesis a th- guy brought his thesis to give to him oh my God. and he brought it and took a picture of it and like look like it did a joke about it harry styles talks to the fans mm-hmm. in the audience taylor swift their videos of her <laughs> someone under the miranda lambert video with the beach ball had all these gifs of taylor swift like performing and just like a beach ball coming across and her just like kicking it yeah and like being excited about it or there's a picture of her on the eras tour where she sees two girls taking a selfie like this and she poses in it like bitch if you i'm sorry have fun do you have, have fun, fun in your body? if you don't like doing this and you don't like people and you don't like your fans and you don't like people seeing like seeing people have fun because you're a fucking bitter woman then don't go on tour. Yeah. I'm sorry. Then I'm don't go to on sing, fucking tour. I'm trying to sing some country dance. 
damn music. <laughs> yeah, girl, we know. We paid to be here. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Keep, we're, it's not keep like they were it. like we were in the front fucking row. And then imagine being those. Do you think oh, they left? No, it makes me ill. It makes me actually like why having to fight through the crowd to get out. And you know, the like, thought. And honestly, and everyone's making fun of. Oh my god! When you're sometimes when you're in those, like they might not have understood what exactly was going on down there, so they just heard Miranda yelling at these people, and they and so were just bl- mob was, mentality. Exactly, and everybody's. It's like the feeling that Taylor Swift had at the 2009 VMAs oh when she oh, thought an that, amazing comparison. This is a great nightmare. Thank you. Dude. When she thought everybody was booing her. Like oh. when Connie, oh, does that not Taylor even? Does ever. that not kill you? No, that makes you want to die. Her dog. being nineteen and her ex boy or her boyfriend being up there and him oh not doing anything, oh my God. and Connie's up there and everybody starts booing and she's like, they must be booing me. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, I could run into the ocean. <laughs> anyway, last but not least, Dean Menzel. Yeah, because what girl? What? What are you doing? The TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot every I've time i get one it's like a jump i know and the song like it's i mean fine. i guess it's stuck in my head but i'm not i'm not going to play it no so i've like already heard it enough i feel like because you keep popping up doing these moves like you're like coming out of the bushes mm-hmm. doing these moves and then i guess she like made you're an official move she made like an official dance and these girls were doing it and filming it and she like duetted it and she's like speaking the steps as if she's a fucking dance instructor and the girls are like making fun of her but she <laughs> doesn't know that she thinks they're like she's like yes work uh-huh and turn and five six. like i'm like if i'm you i'm logging off because i'm embarrassed people are taking this shit and they are running with it and i know there's no such thing as bad press but there is but we we are not laughing with you we are laughing at you <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Dana Menzel, i have a message for you we're, we're laughing not, we at, at you, you. <laughs> and um just to wrap it all up i do also just want to say i think it's pretty crazy miranda lambert hasn't made a statement well she doesn't think she did anything wrong it's so funny and she's continuing to do shit she's getting more publicity now than she was fucking before it's so embarrassing for her no i feel i'm s- never going to her fucking bar again no fuck you miranda lambert also <laughs> if you ever do go to her bar be careful because it's notorious for men being fucking terrible there Okay, there you go. Miranda Lambert's bar in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. And if you do, be very vigilant. Stay vigilant. And that's a good rule of thumb for anywhere you go. Cover your drinks. Connell University lesson is cover your drinks and watch your drinks and don't leave your drinks unattended and don't trust men. <laughs> so, Which is so a lesson for a free lesson. from Connell University. Um, all right. Well, I think we're ready to jump into the episode. Yeah. Who's doing the recap? Should we rock, paper, scissors for it? Yeah, but do it live. Okay. Two out of three? Yeah. All right. We're not going to get closer. I wish I could describe (laughs) what I'm seeing right now from Phoebe (laughs) as she holds the microphone and is getting prepared for this. Okay, here we go. Ready? Wait, how do you do it? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. But I thought it was shoe forever. (laughs) I was always like, rock, paper, scissors, shoe. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is with the shoe? Like, no, I really... Uh, for a long time for a long time anthony and i actually had our first kiss playing rock paper scissors our first kiss after high school okay here we go ready <laughs> did he say okay if i can win a game of rock paper scissors well we just were playing it you? he kept he had been like i knew he was trying to kiss me like all night but i was like i told myself i wasn't going to 
And he told me he to- also told himself Caroline, he wasn't going Caroline to. Caroline was actually saving her first kiss for marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Famously. Famously, of course. And then um, we had like been hanging out all night <laughs> and, then and like sinned. playing games. And there were like all these moments where like, mm, will they, won't they? We didn't. And then we're in my car and we're playing Rocky for Scissors. And we just kept getting closer and closer. And then we kissed. Mm. It was super romantic. It anyway, sounds- here we go. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoe. Okay, Phoebe's winning so far. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoe. And Phoebe won. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> and it's literally on the record. No recap. Fucked up, dude. Oh my God, it feels amazing. I feel amazing. Man. <laughs> well, you're going to read the synopsis this week, which means I'll read the synopsis next week, which means you guys do the recap. I think we'll still do rock, paper, scissors just to get us back on a schedule. Totally, totally, totally. Totally. Okay, so guys, this episode was a little bit wild, honestly. We start with a fucking bang. We've got someone in a black hoodie skateboarding like crazy. <laughs> like crazy. Like, like kick the craziest and everything. skateboarding you've ever seen. Except there are no kickflips. No kickflips. And the one jump they try to do is a an absolute failure, but um they are they're going fast. Yeah. And the reason why they're going fast is because there's a big ass black car trying to run it off the road. And I'm a little bit like when I Oh my god. Longest I'm putting you ever. to sleep. I never like have I don't think I've seen someone try to skateboard that fast where they're like literally like fan kicking in the front <laughs> and the back and i'm like how do these skateboarders not break their leg i guess like professional skateboarders aren't ever necessarily in a chase situation yeah but this person is literally like Phew. but they are trying to build speed because they're like i know but i'm like how are you jumps? not breaking your leg the physics of it just like they don't add up to me and anyway so the black car is behind this person and there's almost a car crash because a car like backs up and almost hits the person. And then it becomes clear that this big black car is really trying to run this person off the road. Yes. They swerve around the other car, the obstacle, and continue driving after the skateboarder who eventually ditches the skateboard and runs like behind the high school. It basically lets the skateboard like hit the curb and like catapults themselves off yes. of the skateboard into the bushes but i do i've never seen or played the game gta that's grand theft auto oh okay um, we love an acronym famously i do that's why oppenheimer came so easily to me phoebe actually did what i suggested and went and read right. every acronym and yeah. that was one so the movie was super easy for me to understand um <laughs> So I have like a general knowledge or maybe a little bit more than just a general knowledge yeah, of Caroline acronyms. Yeah, came out of the movie like I'm so confused and I was like. <laughs> you were like, okay, not me. Well, I got it. Not some me. Ever some heard of NATO? Some of us got it. Ever heard of OSHA? <laughs> yeah, literally ever heard of NATO. What about the UN? <laughs> what about the EU? Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. What about the um, USSR? Back in the USSR. USSR. <laughs> okay, so anyway. I love that like you're on the singing thing now too. Can you realize life is just better in song? No, I wouldn't say that's it. I think it's just a habit. Today was a musical. 
One of my least favorite Taylor songs. I know. I listened to an episode. Today was a fairy tale. um, You were a prince. Terrible. (laughs) I mean, not terrible. I love you, Taylor, but die for you. No, but that song. But that one's just not for me. Which was like written for Valentine's Day, the movie. That me and me, Kat and Pat all have very different. Like, anyway, I listened to an episode where they literally, the first 30 minutes, are just them Googling Taylor Swift lyrics and reading entire Taylor Swift songs <laughs> because they can't figure they thought that the lyric they combined the lyric I don't like your tilted stage and we all got crowns they thought that it was something about a tilted crown uh. so they literally I mean instead of Google they end up doing this later Kat says hacking the mainframe oh, wow. she Googles Taylor Swift crown and like <laughs> tries to look at every song that has the word crown in it but Pat is literally just Googling every song that he thinks it is and reading through every single lyric. And oh I was God. like, I'm too busy right now to change what I'm listening to. But I am a little bit like, we didn't think we needed to cut any of this. I know. <laughs> I know. I literally don't think they edit one single second. I don't think they do either. Unless they truly are talking about something that they can't talk about. Because they do say that a lot. They're like, we're going to have to go offline about that. Which I think yeah. is so funny. I know. But like, true. Um, and so. Well, we. Th- I was like, okay, the person skateboarding is A. Because hello, yeah. black hoodie. Right. Um, but actually it turns out the person driving the car was a, and it was Toby Kavanaugh as a, which if you forgot, let me just herald you back to that realization we had last episode. It wasn't even a realization. It was a revelation. It was a reveal. Yeah. It was a bit, it was a grand reveal even. Mm-hmm. And so um, then, it, but it is the middle of the night. <laughs> and yeah. Um, Hannah, we have an even grander reveal. Hannah's sound asleep until there's someone in the room. Uh, bustle 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 i couldn't have put your money on who it was (laughs) guys it's mona it's mona normal it's normal mona the mona we know and love she's not like radlified in this moment radlified but my question for you mona or no, it's not really Wait, for you, Mona. My Bradley, question for you, Hannah. Imagine if Bradley started selling T-shirts after for like their their post patients that said Bradlified. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> obsessed with it. <laughs> so, Hannah, Hannah doesn't scream. She's like not even that alarmed. Like, okay, this bitch tried to kill you and your friends like over and over and over. I'm right, with right, you right. on that, but also, if that were any of my friends. If if I was living in Patton Hall on Belmont's campus and it was Mimi who lives two floors below me and I woke up in the middle of the night and she was in my room, you'd scream. Um, I would. Sometimes I wake up and I see my bad. husband in my room and I literally start screaming. Yeah. So like, hey, Hannah, what? She's <laughs> not even like stunned. She's just like, hey, Mona. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's like, she's what like, are you doing she, here? She's literally just like, Mona, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Mona's like, well, great news. I'm out. The doctors let me out. They said I should go back to school. What fucking doctor told the, you to go back to she Rosewood goes, High School, bitch? She goes, wham, wham. I'm so sad. I have to go back to school. Yeah. <laughs> Mona, Mona, you need to move to a different state and start going to school there. Maybe a different country. Like, maybe you don't need to come back internet. to the same school you were fucking at. No, dude. And why would you be good for to? your mental health? No, certainly not. And something tells me. She doesn't have very many advocates for this except for herself. Yes. And so then Hannah's grandmother is there, I guess, because Ashley's on a freaking conference. And she says, Hannah, who's in there with you? (laughs) And then Hannah says, no one. I'm just 
reading out loud. <laughs> but it's so she goes, no one. I'm reading out loud. <laughs> <laughs> like the way, like the it's so. Fucking it's like she funny. thinks about it, but you know when you have a thought that like you've thought about, I'm but it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Loud. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like totally natural. Yeah, but like your brain also did. It's the first thing your brain thought of, and you it know, came out immediately. Why didn't you just say you were on the phone? Why didn't Ma- you just say you were on the fucking phone? Maybe Hannah reading out loud is more realistic than her being on the phone at three in the She's morning. She's like, I'm sounding it out. I'm sounding out the words. Yeah, these are kind of big words. <laughs> Thank you. I'm reading oh. Harry Potter, okay, and the spells. <laughs> Sounding them out phonetically, like I learned, like I was taught. Exactly. Um, and we don't get any Ashley Mara in this whole app. It's just can Hannah's grandma, some, who is something? a hoot and a half. I, I didn't really miss her. I didn't either because grandma Ash- was such a riot, a laugh riot. So Emily's dad is back, Wayne. Has he been? I mean, we just haven't seen him. Yeah, it's hard to say when he got back, but we haven't seen him in a while. So I'm like, I Garrett? think he came back when all the stuff happened with okay, yeah. Nate slash Lyndon. And so now Garrett's like out and about. And or no, Garrett's. D- <laughs> you know, if you could see the look that I just gave Caroline when she said that, holy shit! Literally, he is the opposite of out and about. Uh, sorry, I, w- I was looking at what I wrote, which was they let an innocent man out and gave him no protection. So Garrett's out and about. Just Garrett is dead, but he w- formerly was out life. and about, loving life, loving it, loving it, loving it from above or below. Um, <laughs> he is dead, <laughs> but before he was dead. He was out and about. Do you remember the and scream that Caroline name. scrumped when she saw his lifeless body? <laughs> a scrump, a scrumped. Ooh. Anyway, okay. You took it too far. So Garrett's mom, though, called Wayne, which is their neighbors. Girl. They're burrs. Does Pam know about that phone call? No, they're just burrs. Mm. Anyway, she's, new, co- she's going thing. after the police. I'm going to say that from now on. What? Instead of neighbors, we're just burrs. Okay. okay uh you can totally do that and emily's like what the fuck i don't think he's innocent basically right and And also they have a new security system major it's giving it's very ccc chris connell coded guys guess what aria is wearing you can't (laughs) i had to rewind it because i was like i like had to write down every bit of it so here's what we've got a white and black leopard print bandage mini skirt tucked into that we've got an orange um like faded tee that's got at first looks solid when we see the first time yes it's got like leopards on basically her boobs on either side tucked into the leopard print skirt then we have a uh vertically striped black and white blazer on top of this and then we have a tortoiseshell necklace. And for once, no nail polish. Perhaps the most shocking detail of all. That's what she's wearing. That's what she... And she's getting coffee with Spencer before school, and that's what she's wearing. Um, but, like, basically, Spencer thinks that Mona could actually help them figure out, um, like, what... Yeah, and Sparia's beefing, because Spencer rightfully so wants to like ask questions about the whole byron alley situation and aria's having none of it very defensive of byron and i'm like why literally (laughs) why and we're right and we're right and that gets proven time and time again story of my life 
So then Mona like left cookies for Hannah and Hannah's grandma found them. And she was like, I think you should like give her another chance. Her grandma does say, is this that Mona? And it's like, how many Monas has Hannah known? Yeah. Life? Yeah. And also it was her best friend for that a long Mona. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, I think you should give her another chance, which is an insane thing to say if you love Hannah at all. Do you agree? Yes. And then she goes on to say, we had some crazy people in our family and tells us like horrific story, story about a cousin that they had who like decided he was going to feed his parents like cereal, but instead of cereal, it was going to be rusty nails with milk. And then when they refused to eat it, he took handfuls of the rusty nails in his hands and squeezed until his hands started bleeding. Hey, two questions. Who wrote that line? <laughs> and second of all, who said, yeah, let's keep that in. And third of all, why why are we telling this story because this cousin apparently no got i better. know i know but like no no we're not gonna let's not encourage hannah to go be friends with the girl that hit her with her fucking car and like hannah is one of the most compassionate people and yeah her grandmother she and doesn't mother take much have to know that. So like, like she's like yeah i should see the good in people yeah and so you know who would have loved the barbie movie hannah, hannah Marin. got it and you know who would have loved to see it with hannah Marin? you and me imagine I'd that's give, my dream blunt rotation I'd you give, me hannah Marin, the barbie movies wow on. i can't believe you just put me in one of your dream well it wasn't rotations. a real one okay. it was just like an and off the cuff so, one but right and so then we one. go to school and um it's everybody's arriving emily's rode her bike there and emily thinks they should try to be friends with mona all these opinions we have are so weird. I just, I literally, I cannot wrap my head around how Mona is allowed to be back on this campus, how she wants to be, like, why? I mean, I, I understand if she's still working on the A-team, why she would want to be there, but it just seems bad, unrealistic. It wouldn't be allowed. This is taking me out of it. This is a little bit hard to believe. And what takes me, me out of it more is the sympathy card that ends up being used. Yes. Like, everybody ends up feeling for her. And so Mona arrives and again, we're getting like a little bit of tension between Spencer and Aria because Aria's like, no, yeah. Talk about my dad behind my back. Yeah. And all this stuff. And Spencer's like, okay, well you don't want to talk about it, but we need to talk right, about it. So right. She's like, don't you like want to know? Like I, I do. And yeah. we all do. And also Aria, since when are we like team Byron? Like, come on. That's because she's allowed to not be team byron but nobody else is allowed to be not team Byron. whatever give me a break so turns out there's a new substitute teacher here today which we knew before not just today one of the teachers is out on maternity leave so fucking meredith <laughs> is aria's new teacher i'm sorry i do feel bad for aria that is horrible so phoebe's like really taking her fucking time putting her hair up <laughs> oh my god sorry hmm. yeah <laughs> okay anyway i just feel i think that's like terrible and i think it's horrible that byron what do you keep pulling out of your fucking mouth I think it's buzz dude i don't know <laughs> okay i hope your hands are clean they're clean enough. <laughs> that means they're not. <laughs> anyway, That's not anyway, true. anyway. 
I don't. I think this Byron should have been like, no. Didn't he like help her get this job? I don't. That's unclear. I mean, Ella didn't. Not that it's Ella's fault, but like Ella didn't say anything. I feel like the school has no way of knowing. But like also, like Byron knew she was gonna be there. But I don't know why. My the thing that makes me scratch my head is Meredith. Why do you want? to teach in the school right now it's so bizarre to me and i feel bad like aria is so blindsided like she literally is like wait she's my fucking teacher like from now to the end of the year yeah and so she's texting in class and meredith just like completely singles her out takes her phone in front of everybody and then calls her to stay after class and then all the girls stay after class and she goes all right since you guys travel in packs uh, i'll say this in front of all of you and she like reprimands Arya and then keeps her phone towards the end of the day because she thinks that Arya was she's like this is history class and it's not your history cl- it's not my history yeah class. and she like went through Arya's phone so she saw what Arya was texting she says I saw what you were texting yeah. and yeah this is American history not my history but like also I want to say that's also Arya's history like yeah. she fucking found you and her dad have a little bit of empathy for her if you like Byron so much and you want to be her stepmommy you better figure it out, bitch. Or you're going to be like the other Meredith. Maybe that's why she's named Meredith. Meredith from Parent Trap. Yeah. Yeah. So Mona goes to her locker. Hannah's walking with her. Opens her locker. What her wondering eyes disappear, but an actual cow brain uh, n- like stuck to her locker. Sorry, st- with a knife. A knife has been stabbed. I don't even know. What is that? Pinned? pinned to her locker yeah. with a fucking knife and then there's a note that says takes one mad cow to know another me to caroline at the end of every podcast episode takes one mad cow to know another <laughs> what does it mean to we're, you? we're both mad cows we're all mad here don't call me a cow I'm how a, dare you hey guys i'm in a shirt that says we're all mad here <laughs> <laughs> phoebe came in with a hat because she's <laughs> copying me from last time yes and i was like well if Caroline has a Birkin bag. I need to have a Birkin bag. All right. So then Mona takes the brain. She's standing there with Hannah and she opens the locker and the brain's there and she she takes it off. And then she decides to walk through the entire fucking hallway holding it like she could stab anybody at any given moment. Everybody has their phones out filming her. And then she just slams it down so the brain falls off of the knife and it falls in the trash can. But she's still holding the knife up at everybody and Lucas is watching it, and we see that. And then after, like, an uncomfortable couple, couple seconds of her holding the knife, she drops that in the garbage. And then we see Jason also standing there watching. And then she marches back, grabs her books, and runs away. She also walks over to Lucas and, like, whispers something to him. And I literally thought she was about to kiss him on the lips. <laughs> which would have been so fucking would have been, like... In fact, I wish that she had. When does Judas kiss Jesus? <laughs> yeah, betrayed him with the kiss. Yeah, that's kind of that vibe, like in the Lady Gaga song. Yeah, but I like the idea better as if she just walks right up to him and plants one on him <laughs> and walks away, and everyone's like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Like the Is whole this, scene. Like, some weird game that yeah, they have with like, each other. What the Is this, like hell? Like, hot you just to ask them? her to prom? Like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Anyway. So then Lucas walks away and he's limping. Like badly. Yes. It's it's quite noticeable. So then again, Arya and Spencer are fighting. And Arya says, they're talking about like dissecting shit because obviously that's where the brain would have come from. 
And Spencer's like, oh, well, Aria like didn't do it because of humanitarian or because of vegetarianism. She goes, no, it was humanitarianism. And then Spencer's like, I feel like you're judging me. And Aria goes, I am. Like, what is well, going on? Aria, here? I'm judging you for eating fucking cheeseburger. Poser. Yeah, never forget. It's like when your parents have a fight and you can tell them the fight's about something else. Yeah. But they're just picking on anything that they can fight about. Yes. They like hate each other right now. But so they're in the bathroom having a team meeting. And then. They didn't check any of the stalls. Ever. Ever. And Mona enters the bathroom and they're like kind of like feeling bad for her, which is for sure what she wants. And Emily says something to Mona and Mona's like, oh, well. Like basically, she's like, "Aren't you gonna thank me?" Yeah. It's like I helped you she, find no, the person Emily's who killed like, your ex. Emily says we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't have done that to you. And Mona goes, "I know. Why would you?" Yeah. <laughs> when I helped you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Um, yeah. I've literally I helped you out. I did you a favor. <laughs> you don't recall." And right um, before this, they're in the bathroom, and Mo- Hannah's like feeling bad about everything, and Spencer's like. We feel bad that someone put a cow brain in her locker. She tried to, she ran you over. Hannah. Literally, literally. The amount she of put things, in a box. she like drugged you guys. Like she like. She trapped Emily in a barn where carbon monoxide was pouring out. Literally <laughs> tried to kill you all like multiple times. So I'm kind of good on feeling bad for Mona. Yeah. But then Hannah and Kate are like, they all leave and Mona's like I know I have to earn your trust and blah blah and they walk out and Hannah's like asking Caleb to talk to Lucas and figure out what Mona and Lucas were talking about and then they see Mona talking to the janitor well guys long face is back what is that place called Rosebud Motel no that's what the Shits Creek what is Lost it Resort Lost Woods Resort long face remember him oh how could I forget Long, still long he's now the janitor at rosewood high if i'm the girls and i'm transferring like, immediately it's like his first day how but, scared are you today but if um, you're imagine Aria. them having to go to their parents and saying okay so we need to transfer because there's this man who's a custodian he was the concierge at this motel that we used to go sneak Ramona over had her to. lair that's ramona's lair was and we found it. We didn't tell you, but we found it because she was doing all this other stuff to us that we also didn't tell you about. Right. And by the way, Mona is back at school now. And it's because she was blackmailing us because Aria sleeping with her teacher. Emily had a girlfriend. Yeah. Hannah was fat and stealing things. And Spencer was fucking her sister's boyfriend. Yeah. So that's really what's going. That's the 411. We need to be transferred into a Catholic boarding school. <laughs> ASAP. Literally. Literally. That's what they need. Can I say literally anymore? Oh, my God. Um... So it's just crazy. I'd be so fucking scared if I was them. And then we have Spencer and Toby hanging out. And Spencer's like... So we're going for a run later? Yeah. <laughs> Dad's what? dream. Are we that fit couple now? So she's like, why couldn't you hang out last night? And he said he was busy or something. And like, I'm sorry, Toby kind of has a little bit of a new attitude. In my opinion. And Spencer says, do you think that... First of all, he's horny that's yes yeah first of all yes but spencer asks him if he thinks that jenna like saw what happened to garrett and thought she was next and that's why she left i guess she's not here right now and toby like gets very defensive how do these teenagers just get to like up and leave where are you going and where are your parents where are you going where are you going (laughs) i was like two different people where are you going where are you going (laughs) Say it like Serena Vanderbilt's in. 
Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> she says every go like Van Gogh. Where are you going? Like G O G H. Where are you going? <laughs> Why am I speaking in a full accent? <laughs> it's the Sweet Vander Woodson accent. Woo! Um yeah, I don't know. Toby like gets angry at Spencer. Yeah. For asking that question about Jenna. And like that's important. He's like, you're obsessed with her. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Spencer's obsessed with a lot. <laughs> yeah, Spencer's like, yes, and <laughs> that's like my number one Where's personality the news? trait is that I'm obsessed. Where's the news? Obsessed, period. Yes. And then she um she looks over her shoulder because Toby's like lamenting to her about how annoyed he is and she's not listening to a thing that he says. No. Because she sees Mona and Jason hugging on the stairs of Rosewood High. Mona is just making her round. She said, first day back, I have a lot on my to-do list. Jason, you're fucking almost 30. Why are you here, Jason? No, why is he at the school? What does he do here? He's like a helper. He's <laughs> with like troubled kids. But uh, like, the, he's the, a helper. The thing with the Mona stuff, it's like if you are a person of authority at the school in any capacity. You don't get to hug you the crazy girl. But also you should have stepped in when you saw her, so that someone put a cow brain yeah. in her locker. You don't just watch horrified with the rest of the 16 year olds. I don't know. So they also, by the way, like were spying on the janitor and they saw that the baby face mask was in this janitor closet and then also he had mona's bag so not sure what's going on there then we go to aria and ezra's ezra's apartment (laughs) and he's putting a necklace on her ugly of course (laughs) and it like touch it barely touches aria's like chest and it may as well have been like she's a vampire and it was verbane she flips she like jumps out of her skin yeah he's like okay what the fuck is wrong with you? You love an accessory. <laughs> she was whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. She's like, sorry. I just slow I'm your roll. And like, I really need to go. I don't know. Blah, blah. And so she's being all weird because like this whole kid thing. She's a liar. And she, <laughs> cause she's a fucking liar. She walks out of Ezra's house and there's uh like ba- an, it's a boy basket. Like a, they would get a new mother. And the A is highlighted red and Arya chooses to do something interesting and that's to stand still. And she reads the card, <laughs> takes her time with it. You know how fast I'd be moving? Oh my God. It says, the, the card says, um, babies grow fast, lies grow faster. <laughs> when are you going to talk? Or something like that. <laughs> I kind of just made that up, but I do think that's what it said. <laughs> and then we go to the brew and Arya has another really weird mo- like moment. She like threw it away, by the an way. An existential moment where... Caleb comes up and he's trying to like help with something. We found a file from when Mona's parents were talking to the principal. Thank God Caleb has all the passwords and can hack into the mainframe. And my favorite thing right now is hacking into the mainframe. Yeah, you've said it 15 times and, today. Um, we find out that Mona is the one that wanted to come back to school. Even mm-hmm. though she told Hannah that her parents were forcing her to go back to school. The school and her parents thought that wasn't a good idea. And the school and, and her parents were right. Yeah, and I also would, I, I'm like tempted to think they have more power in the situation. Yeah, you would, you would think. But I guess when you're dealing with somebody like Mona, who's to say? Yes. And so back to the existential crisis is that Caleb goes to order coffee and Arya's like, I just don't like lying to him, but I can't say anything. And Hannah's like, why? And she gets, she, she, Arya gets some attitude mm-hmm. and she says, <laughs> Um, because there's a little boy involved and that little boy <laughs> and I told that little boy's mother I wouldn't, wouldn't say anything because she asked me not to and then <laughs> Hannah goes I'm just saying Hannah's that, like Jesus that little boy <laughs> might really want to know someday 
And then Arya looks at Caleb and is like, oh, that poor little boy. So Spencer warns Jason about Mona, basically. She's like, why are you talking to her? Don't. Yeah, because they get Toby and Spence get back from their run, and Toby goes, I mean, if fire up the jacuzzi, Spence. Yeah, again, as Phoebe said, Toby is horny. So Spencer like confronts Jason, who is not interested in what Spencer has to say. And then Spencer goes and gets in the hot tub, and there's like someone wrestling around in the bushes, and she gets spooked, and they have to go back inside. Jason says the classic thing, which is, when I was in high school, a lot of people thought that that's who I was, and I know that people can change. Oh my god, hey guys, like. Do we know? Do we remember? Am I missing something? It's crazy, dude. I've Do you guys remember what she did? I've never understood this. No. But but Mona does have to win over the general student body, and it is pretty easy for her. She just has to make a video. Yeah. And she makes a video, as Caroline said, very Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. Where Everyone's she's like, oh, my God. She's talking about how she was bullied and, like, everything that He's happened. got to be nicer. All this stuff. And she's like... I'm just trying to learn and grow from who I was. Who you were is hard to lo- learn and grow from. Yes. And also, like, you... Go do it somewhere I'm else. sorry. Actions speak louder than words. It's going to take time. It just says, bitch. Um, well, you would think. Well, yeah. But Hannah's grandma, though, has had a change of heart because she's watching the video and she says, that girl is more twisted than my toes, which is a horrifying thing to say. Yeah. And then Lucas knocks on the door and w- does not want to come in. Um, but Hannah insists, and he gives Hannah the rest of the money that he owes Caleb. Remember that storyline for once we're tying about. up these loose ends. And Hannah's like, why are you limping? What happened? And he said, I had a really bad accident skateboarding. It's hard to explain. So he was the guy that Toby was trying to run over in the beginning. Exactly. We think. And so then Hannah's like, what did Mona say to you? What's going on? And all Lucas says is basically that Mona didn't just come back. She's been back and she's been staking out Rosewood for a while. And that's all he can say. So then he leaves and they both say, I miss you. And it's gross. Arya's at home and Byron comes in her room and he's like, how was school? And he already fucking knows that Meredith was there. And he's like, well, I didn't realize like it was your class, whatever. But. It seems like you're handling this in a very adult way. Meredith said that you and your friends were cautiously welcoming. Which is, we know not what happened. So he's fully like, she's fully lying to him, which I don't get. Well, I think she's lying because she's hoping that she'll say everything was fine. And he will say, Aria, everything seems fine. And then Aria won't feel the need to say, well, Meredith was actually a major bitch to Mm -hmm. me and my friends during school. Yeah, maybe. It's like uh, mutually assured destruction. Mm Mm-hmm. And then as Byron is yeah, leaving. Yeah, I saw Oppenheimer. <laughs> I, I did see Oppenheimer. That's another kind of an intellectual. M-A-D. And then there's also <laughs> WMD, Weapons of Mass Destruction. It's YMB. <laughs> our, when we went to the Sunflower Field, our mom just goes, Squamby. <laughs> to get rid of one of the bees and it did fly away. So, so she was funny. like, you just have to say Squamby. Squamby. <laughs> was so funny. Anyway, so as Byron is going to leave, Arya's like, wait a minute, Dad. Did you like Allison? (laughs) Girl, what the fuck? If this is Chris Connell, he's saying, who? He's literally like, who? She's like, my my dad friend. (laughs) He's like, you know, like, did you ever, you know, and he's like, I liked all your friends. She's like, yeah, but did you ever, like, spend time alone with her? Arya, you need to... you should have thought about how you were going to word these questions Spencer, because now we tell you he's on the defensive. You needed to have Spencer script this. Absolutely. Because she would have known that that's a dumb fucking question. Because now he's like, oh my God, she thinks I'm a pedophile. 
And she would know. Yeah, she should be the expert on that. Um, So he obviously gets a little bit weirded out (laughs) and like leaves. Next, we have the marathon. This is what, by the way, I don't even think we've mentioned it, but like everybody's been like raising money and they're like running this marathon. Yeah. And Aria's running outfit is a like an oversized tee that's a gigantic skull, but the skull is also the American flag. And then a studded jacket over that and then capri leggings. Here's what she looks like. She looks like a Facebook marketplace crafter who is ready for January 6th. (laughs) Whoa. Kind of. Wow. That was like so specific and also harsh. And spot on. (laughs) And most of all, spot on. (laughs) Okie dokie. And Aria and Caleb are like setting shit up. And Aria is like, so do you like wish you had a dad? (laughs) She literally is like, and then she goes, oh, stupid question. Sorry. And Caleb has to be like, no, I mean, it's fine. He's like, um... Well, I guess we're going to be together all day, so I don't want it to be awkward. Now it's 8 a.m. But then he does take it to another level he didn't need to. He goes, yeah, I mean, I looked for him everywhere. At the grocery store, at the crosswalk, at the... In my sleep. (laughs) In my sleep. He goes, that's called dreaming. That's called dreaming. And then when he was 13, he gave the fuck up. Because he was tired of being let down. And he's like, but I'm happy with how my life is. He says that, and then Arya, like, falls backwards a little bit. And she's like, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> and he goes where'd you go to just now and she <laughs> where'd, goes, you go, where'd you go just now she's like i had to go and she goes somewhere else you got this from here wait did that really happen yeah wait no it didn't <laughs> no i made that up oh. but you believed it wow excellent script writing thank you <laughs> oh my god Greta this is why we can't hire ai because this is why we can't have nice things. things okay wait if that was my surprise song i'd cry it just happened in a bad way Seattle had. This is why we can't have nice things. And one other, I can't even freaking anyway, remember. Anyway, Hannah's grandma like runs up to the announcer and she's like, "Excuse me, who is singing the national <laughs> anthem?" And the woman's like, "Uh, no." And she goes, oh, "I will," and just like <laughs> immediately goes into it. It is incredible. And then she goes into the second verse. Yeah, she's like, "I'm not done." Hannah is like whatever. <laughs> like she's watching my heart. It. They're like, why is your grandma? She's like, don't worry, don't fucking worry about it. Okay, this mind is, your own business. It's gonna be Caroline's grandkids. Literally, they're like because of course she is. And Hannah thinks that Mona was on the ghost train, so she tells the girls this right before the marathon. But um, Emily's not here. Emily's actually forbidden to leave the house <laughs> after everything happened she's rapunzel locked in her tower i was gonna say wayne just watched tangled and he was like yes, that mother was like, that was she had the right brain. idea mother does know best he, gets, yeah. he didn't finish the movie he's like and i'm i am your mother <laughs> <laughs> so he like does the security system whatever and so emily's at home for the marathon and he's about to leave and you know what emily does what she hacks the mainframe oh my god hacks the mainframe you better be careful. If you keep saying it, you're going to get a tattoo of it. It's contagious. Yeah, I think that's your problem, not mine. I just said it's contagious. I'm good. I got my shots. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing with contagious things. It's like you don't get to choose. I got my shots. Thank you. Don't think so. Weird. Don't think you got this one. Isn't it fucking embarrassing Caroline didn't get her shots? Caroline's not vaccinated. Oh, you're pissing me off. Ew. Don't ever say that. I am vaccinated. Don't ever say that about me. You can say whatever you want except that. (laughs) (laughs) Keep my fucking name out of your mouth. Anyway, 
Emily's forbidden to go. <laughs> so she's at home and she switches her dad's phone with hers, which is brave. Imagine. Emily, your dad may have been in the army, but that was the bravest thing I've ever seen <laughs> on this show. Because we, I would never do that. Oh my God. Um, and she didn't even think like it was like spur of the moment. So she didn't have time to like cleanse the phone before she passed it on. Mm -mm. She trusts her parents not to look through that. Like what? That's wild. So anyway, she trades them. So then she takes and also, what if your dad does the house. What if your dad does get home before you? I know. On an off chance. It's a flawed you know? plan, but you it's know. an it's a field She's plan. It's not it. a She's working with plan. It. So she does get out, and all of the girls are now breaking into Longface's janitor closet, and they find Allie's journals in Mona's bag, which is. And oh now we, it is confirmed, in fact, that Byron and Allie did have a little bit of a something work, was happening. A work relationship. We get a yeah, uh, we get a flashback, and it's Allie showing up at his office, and she's basically extorting him. She's like, "If you don't give me X amount of money, I'm going to call Ella." And she actually does call the Montgomery House, and he like grabs her phone, like. This is obviously to show us that he's capable of violence towards her. Like, he had anger towards her. Yeah, and he's like, uh, I'm done with Meredith. Hey, Byron, that's not really the issue. No. The thing that you're trying to cover up is that the relationship ever happened. Yes. So she, basically, we see, like, there's this tension. And this diary is in the janitor's closet. And the janitor was writing a letter. But he thought the diary was Mona's because it was in Mona's bag. So he's writing a letter to Mona. What is with all these fucking men? I know. And actually, instead of just taking the diary as soon as I... Like, here's what I would have done, Aria. I found the diary. Okay, grabbing it, and I'm running out of here as fast as I can. I'm not going to stand there and start reading it and wait until I hear a noise of someone coming down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get out before the noise fucking happens, bitch. I'm going to beat the noise. And then, you like, that way you just take it, take the whole thing. And instead, she rips out one page. Hey, why just take the whole fucking thing now it's like even more he could have misplaced it but now it's obvious that someone's been there and like taken oh she's so stupid it's so dumb it's and botched so she, she runs, botched it she, always she runs out and she literally runs into him yeah and it, he's holding a, a like big shears pliers. garden shears or whatever and he like grabs the letter out of Arya's hand and he's very threatening but then toby shows up and like stops the guy, and Arya grabs it back out of his hand, which and was bold, get by away. The yeah, I w it was a major risk. Yeah, because he could have done anything with those fucking shears, dude. Um, and then they <laughs> walk up, and Spencer's like, "Toby, how'd you even know we were down there?" And he says, "I just finished the race, and you weren't at the finish line." What do you mean you finished the race? You're Phoebe in noted, jeans. yeah. You're in jeans and a flannel, and you're also, not sweaty literally at all. Also, I think maybe you knew a different way. Fucking yeah. traitor, traitor. Fucking Benedict Arnold. Disloyal. So as we get out, though, things are even more exciting. <laughs> There's like an explosion and fire and screams. But everyone's screaming Mona. Did you notice that? Yeah, Mona must have been in there. Okay, but we it's found out fucking that alibi. Mona, well, maybe, I guess. But, but it was Meredith. There was a note left for Meredith that was like, and come back Jason, here. I guess. Oh, I didn't see that. But she, the girls actually think that the A is like framing them which is really not what was happening. But there was a note that was like, come back here and get swag bags. So Meredith was directed there and then it happened. So it was like a targeted And so attack. Meredith gives this, well, Byron comes into Arya's room and he's pissed. He's, he's bloody fuming. And he walks in and he's like, 
Do you have a good time? I hate when he does his passive aggressive shit. I know. Shit. And it's like, obviously, Arya's in trouble. And yeah. it's just, it's so annoying. And um, he says, he offered for Meredith to stay with them. And she said, no. He, he just picked her up from the hospital. I'm sorry, you had no one else that could pick you up, bitch. That's pretty telling. It's giving obsessed. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've yes. always thought she reminds me of that girl. Yes, me too. I think we talked about that Yeah, because then we thought that it was her, but it's Allie a different Larder actress. is her name. But anyway. Byron is like, um, obviously she didn't want to stay here because your friends were so welcoming to her or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Arya's like, what are you talking about? And he pulls out the note that says that, like, had Meredith meet, her, meet someone in the shed that led to the explosion. And Arya's like, I didn't write that. And Byron is not convinced. Not convinced at all. Um, and then she's like, okay, will you close my door? Like, I'm done. <laughs> and he walks out and does not close the door. So she gets up and closes it, calls Spencer. Spencer calls her, I don't remember. And Byron is listening. And basically, Ari is like, hey, set us up. And so he hears that. So the good news is he probably believes now that the girls didn't do it. He hears that. And he also hears a distrust. I think she mentioned something about her really believing the stuff about her dad now. And then Spencer's like, what well, can you leave? And she says, my dad would literally never let that yeah. happen. And that's like when he, that's what he really cares about. Mm-hmm. He's a freaking freak. Yes. Um, so then we get the shot of Mona and Jason. And this, well, sorry, there's this last moment where Spencer goes back up to Jason and he's like, listen, I hear you. Like, I thought about what you said. She's like, great. She leaves. Mona comes out of the shadows and is like bandaging his wound and it appears that he was stabbed in the leg with a screwdriver. It's a clue by Arya Montgomery. He's got a wound that matches the crime. And then is it just the A scene? The A scene A rolls up to this person's bike and like unscrews the wheel. And then this freaking nerd gets on the bike and starts biking away and it falls apart. Yeah, I don't really get that one. Kind of lame. Kind of lame if you ask me. So that's the episode, guys. Rock on. It was a lot. Um, all right. Let's check out the synopsis for next week. Monomania. I'm obsessed with the title. Nah. I tried saying HBO Max earlier and it like. They're tired of it. Yeah. It was like, sorry. It's not like here. when the kid in your class decides to start going by a slightly different name. It's like. And it's like, what? but your name is this. I know. I know. You don't have to go by something I weird. I can't. All right. Season three, episode 15, Mona Mania. After these shocking events at the school marathon. No, truly shocking, though. Honestly, the explosion, I can't. Imagine if that happened in my life. Oh, in my senior high God. School. That's like a terrorist action. <laughs> like, that's insane. Okay. Anyway. And if Mona's there, like, I'm thinking it was her. Okay. After the shocking events at the school marathon, Aria, Emily, and Spencer are more certain than ever that Mona is up to her old tricks. Hannah, still holding out hope for her former friend, is not so sure. Aww. Hannah, I love you so much. And I and like you're so perfectly flawed because this is just you being empathetic and being a good friend and believing the best, wanting to believe the best in people. But how many times has this burned us, Hannah? Come mm. on. I need you to love yourself a little bit. Love yourself a little bit more than you are right now. Yeah. And that's a message for everybody. I need you to love yourself a little bit. Yeah. What would Barbie do? Yeah. That's the question. Have an existential crisis and then go to a gynecologist appointment. And then be like, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to do me and that's enough. And I'm enough. 
We love it. Um, okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, we would love to see you on the Patreon. We've got our Gossip Girl episode is out. If you're listening today on Thursday, it is out today, which is very exciting. Um, and we've got a whole new lineup of Patreon episodes coming next month. Um, please don't forget to rate and review, subscribe, follow us on social media, and we will see you next week. And, and splash. splash.